Hey everyone, welcome to A Cowgirl and Her Horse. I'm your host, Katrina. Before we get started, as always, I have a quick favor to ask. Could you please go to your podcast app of choice and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast? It helps to get the podcast out to other listeners and will also ensure that I'm able to continue making content just like this episode. It's not uh, something I do for free. It, it costs money and time to uh, put these podcasts out. So your support by subscri- subscribing to the podcast is greatly appreciated. Um, and you can also head over to Facebook and Instagram and search at a cowgirl and her horse. I post, you know, the things that I'm doing with my horses and whatnot on there. So be sure to check that out. All right, so this week I decided that I would devote this episode exclusively to a beautiful Palomino stallion that has left an incredible impact on the barrel racing world. I'm guessing that many of you can guess who I'm talking about. If not, you're about to find out. One thing that I have not done yet on this podcast is discuss anything related to the breeding of barrel horses. Back in episode four, I talked about the kind of confirmation you want in a horse, but I never really discussed the bloodlines that exhibit those specific traits that we want in our barrel horses. As such, I thought this would be a good week to discuss a very common bloodline in the industry that all started with a gorgeous Palomino stud named Frenchman's Guy. I will say right off the bat that I am not a fan of Palominos. I don't know why most people think They are gorgeous, especially one like Frenchman's Guy, but I've never been a fan. Give me a sorrel and I am good to go. However, I would say that in the past five to ten years, barrel racing pens have exploded with yellow horses. They seem to be everywhere now and we can definitely attribute that in part to the proliferation of the Frenchman line. If you are looking at buying a horse, or even if you are just curious about a stud that has been an integral part of the industry, then I definitely encourage you to listen to this episode. I go over everything from how he is bred, to the success of his progeny, to what they're like to work with. So let's get into it. If you have been around the barrel racing world for even a short amount of time, you have probably heard of Frenchman's Guy. 
And while you may not know much about him, you likely know that he is a proven sire in the barrel pen. With my December 2019 issue of Barrel Horse News, I received the 2020 Stallion Register. Of course, as can be expected, Frenchman's Guy, along with many of his relatives, were included in that register. Since breeding is such an integral part of the barrel racing industry now, I thought I would talk about this amazing stallion for this week's episode. He has had an incredible impact on the sport that cannot be understated. Frenchman's Guy was born in 1987, which will make him 33 years old in 2020. He is currently standing at Myers Performance Horses in South Dakota and is owned by Bill and Debbie Myers. His current stud fee is $6,000. The Myers Ranch is managed by Bill and Deb, along with their four boys. What started out as a horse-breaking business eventually melded into racetrack quarter horse training, where the Myers developed a lot of what informs their program today, their emphasis on good confirmation and big hearts. Over time, the Myers family started to move into the rodeo arena, training horses for roping and barrel racing, and into cutting as well. Today, the Myers are heavy into the barrel racing industry, with studs, in addition to Frenchman's Guy, including I'm a Special Kind of Guy, who I'm particularly interested in, uh, Cowboys Cartel, and a Smooth Guy. The Myers bought Frenchman's Guy as a colt in 1987 for 2500 bucks. Since earlier horses out of Sunfrost were extremely trainable, the plan with him was to geld him and send him out for training. However, plans had to be changed. The Myers' eldest son was cleaning stalls one day when Frenchman's Guy spooked and went to jump over a wheelbarrow. To keep him from doing so, the boy put up his pitchfork that he was cleaning stalls with and accidentally poked Guy in the eye, and he lost his right eye. Before doing research for this podcast, I had no idea that Frenchman's Guy only had one eye. Uh, You would have thought that would have been the end of the story. What are you going to do with a one-eyed horse? But that obviously wasn't the end of the road. Like his siblings before him, Frenchman's guy turned out to be extremely trainable, light, and responsive. He picked up everything extremely quickly, one-eyed or not. Frenchman's guy was trained for barrels and was entered in futurities during his five-year-old year. I can't imagine running a one-eyed horse. His right eye was missing, which means that he had no way of seeing his first barrel. He had to completely trust his rider 
And from the videos that I watched online, that is exactly what Debbie Myers did. She asked and he did. He trusted her, which is so cool. The first time that they bred Frenchman's Guy was in 1991. He was four years old and his stud fee was $300. Um, that made seven babies, ended up being on the ground from that. And that was the beginning of a legacy. For the next couple of years, the Myers limited his breeding to 10 mares per year. Um, more than that would have been too much while he was also competing. I will say here that you also need to understand where the barrel racing industry was at this point. Actually, let me rephrase that. You need to understand that there was no barrel racing industry or barrel racing bloodlines at this point. Girls were riding reject cutters or their husbands rope horses to run barrels. In a sense, the Myers were pioneering what we now know as the barrel racing industry. For whatever reason, people involved in barrel racing took a liking to Frenchman's guy. He was smart, trainable, and fast. Sooner than the Myers family could have anticipated, Frenchman's guy was a highly sought-after stallion. From there, they couldn't help but increase his foaling crop. He went from siring 10 foals a year, three times that in 1996, and it continued to expand from there. Despite the numbers those babies were not all successful. In fact, many were not, and it actually kind of impacted the reputation of Frenchman's guy. You see, they started breeding him as a financial necessity. Money was tight at the Myers house, as it is for many people involved in the horse industry, and breeding him was a way of creating some cash flow, which makes perfect sense. And in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of interest in him. So they bred to whatever mares they could, some of whom were not the greatest cross with Frenchman's Guy. But as time went on, the Myers were able to become pickier about who they bred their stud to. Mares with short backs, big hips, and really nice shoulders were ideal. For the Myers, it was a bit of trial and error, in a sense, I would say. That being said, Frenchman's Guy has now proven to be a great cross on just about anything. Regardless of what you breed him with, his trainability and athleticism always seems to come through in his foals. I think the lack of success in some of those earlier foals may have come down to just who was involved with training them more than who he was being bred to, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Barrel Horse News also did a special on who would be best to breed with the various studs, uh, including Frenchman's Guy. It comes as no surprise that the most successful crosses with Frenchman's Guy are Daughters of Dash to Fame, this is followed by Dash for Perks, Dash Through Traffic, Pack and Sixes, Diamond Landing, Landing, Patty's Irish Whiskey, Perks Alive, Martha's Six Moon, 
Stoli, and Up and Truckle. The average earnings of a horse sired by Frenchman's Guy and out of a daughter of Dash to Fame was $11,070. That sounds pretty good, but consider this. If you flip things around a bit and let's say that you sire a full by Dash to Fame and out of a daughter of Frenchman's Guy, those average earnings over the past five years jump from $11,070 to $20,000. That's pretty insane. <laughs> Frenchman's Guy was sired by Sun Frost and is out of Frenchman's Lady. PC Frenchman's Flirt, a mare, is a full sister to Frenchman's Guy and has produced such studs as a French Streak and Jess, who's owned by Barb and Tom Westover, also of South Dakota, and French Streak to Vegas, owned by Jamie Robison of Texas. PC Frenchman's Heyday, owned by Sherry Servey's parents, and who has sired many great horses, including Sherry's Stingray and Haley Kinzel's sister, shares the same sire as Frenchman's Guy, making them half-brothers. So PC Frenchman's Heyday um, is better known as De Niro. So if that, he's a half-brother to Frenchman's Guy. Frenchman's Guy definitely had a presence at the 2019 NFR. Lisa Lockhart's mayor, Rosa's Cantina, has him on her papers as a great grandsire on the maternal side. Shaylee Lord's main mount, Freckles to Fame, also known as Can Man, has him as his grandsire again on the maternal side. Erica Nelson's good horse, Friday, J Lo, Ivy Conrado's main mount, and Jennifer Sharp's Smooches have a Frenchman's guy as their grandsire on the paternal side. So, Lots of yellow, lots of Frenchman's Guy at the NFR. There are many organizations in the barrel racing industry that are working to ensure that the sport continues to grow and improve. One way that this is happening is through stallion incentives. Horses sired by select studs are eligible to compete in certain events usually for charities, where the organizations hosting the events have put up added money, oftentimes thanks to donors and sponsors. So, for example, if you have a foal that is sired by Frenchman's Guy, that horse would be eligible to compete in any races put on by the following stallion incentives. Future Fortunes. Ruby Buckle, Five State Breeders, PESI, VGBRA, Cowboy State, and Colorado Classic. This creates a huge incentive to breed to Frenchman's Guy, along with a million other stallions, it seems like. The Ruby Buckle is guaranteed to pay $1.6 million in 2020. Future Fortunes will have over 90 events in 2020 and 
will also be paying out more than a million dollars. So definitely an incentive there to have a uh, Frenchman's guy baby. According to the 2020 Barrel Horse News Stallion Register, Frenchman's Guy is number two for the five-year leading barrel racing sires. He was beat out by Dash to Fame. Dash to Fame has had gross earnings of nearly $12 million spread out over 919 horses. Frenchman's Guy in second had gross earnings of nearly $5.5 million over 620 horses. The top horses sired by Frenchman's Guy were in order. Morning Traffic. She was a 2014 mayor who had lots of success. I think Stevie Hillman rode her for a while. Uh, Guys French Jet, Bring It On Guys, Frenchman's Perks, Guys Six Packs, Six Six Pack to Go, <laughs> Frenchman's Future, Guys Dashing Jet, Guys Night in Vegas, Sky High Guy, and Easy French Alibi. Frenchman's Guy is also number two behind Dash to Fame for leading futurity sires with Frenchman's Future being his leading son. Frenchman's Future was rode by Jordan Briggs, and in the past five years, he's won a little over $180,000. Wouldn't that be nice (laughs) to have a horse that successful? Uh, Speaking of Jordan Briggs, she is the daughter of Christy Peterson, A big reason for the popularity of Frenchman's Guy can be attributed back to Christy and her horse, Bozo. Bozo was a three-quarter sibling to Frenchman's Guy. And if you know anything about rodeo, you know that Bozo was a heck of a good barrel horse. (laughs) Uh, they They earned four world titles, I believe five Barrel Horse of the Year titles, and over a million dollars. The Myers and Christy actually struck a deal in exchange for letting them use Bozo's name in their breeding ads. Christy would get a breeding with Frenchman's Guy every year. Ever since, the Peterson family, Jordan and Christy, have been fans of the Frenchman's line uh, and Jordan has had quite a bit of success in both the futurity and rodeo worlds with this line. It goes without saying that Frenchman's guy will leave a legacy once he has passed on. In fact, he already has um, in the fact that sons are now standing at stud passing on his genetics to future generations of barrel horses. Of the 90 horses in the stallion register put out by Barrel Horse News, 18 were sired by Frenchman's Guy with an additional three studs that he has a grandsire to. While Dash to Fame has even more sons in the register than that, 
having 18 horses to continue on his genetics is still extremely significant. Knowing the gem that they have in Frenchman's Guy, the Myers actually decided to clone him back in 2011, which was another thing that I was not aware of until I was researching for this episode. Three foals were born, all Palomino, like the original. Personally, I really don't know how I feel about cloning. I thought it was really neat back when Charmaine cloned Scamper, but it also kind of weirds me out. I always say that I want to clone Junior, but I think it would be ha so weird having two Juniors running around, and not to mention the price of cloning. I think the last time I looked, it's cost close to a quarter million of a million dollars to clone a horse. And that was already eight years ago that they cloned him. I'm not sure what kind of success they have had with breeding the clones. One of the clones named Guy's Duplicate is currently standing at stud at Timber Creek Veterinary Hospital in Canyon, Texas. And he has a $2,500 stud fee. How many people have bred to him? I have no idea. As far as I know, AQHA still will not register clones, which I think would be a pretty big deterrent for people. I would think people would be a lot more inclined to breed to something like a smooth guy, which is a son of Frenchman's guy, rather to than want to one of his clones. All right, so what's the catch? Frenchman's guy sounds phenomenal, right? But you can never please everyone. There are some people out there who do not like the Frenchman's guy line. Uh, the first complaint is that they cloned him. For some people, that is completely out of the question and just doesn't even make him an option anymore. With that aside, another complaint I've heard is that they are late to mature. If you are in the futurity game, I can see why this could be a problem. You need those horses to mature as quick as possible. But I don't know if this is entirely true, that they are slow to mature. Maybe with some crosses they don't mature quickly, but judging by the success that Frenchman babies have had in the Futurity pen, I don't think this is a problem that's consistent across the line. Another complaint that I heard quite a bit is that they blow up easily. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a horse that is blown up might mean several different things. They might refuse to go into the arena. They might be a complete psycho to be around, even dangerous. Regardless of how experienced you are, a blown up horse is a handful and definitely not something I would want to deal with. Again, this may just depend on the horse that you're crossing it with. As I have said, Frenchman's Guy horses are extremely smart. And because of this, they are not always a good fit for the general public. They can be touchy. And because they are so athletic, they move very quick. This can be a bad mix for 
anybody other than the experienced horse person. In other words, what may be an asset to one person may be a liability to someone else. I would say that it's kind of like a working dog. They need a job to do and they need someone who knows what they are doing, who knows how to push the buttons, how to keep them in line. If you can line up a Frenchman's guy horse with a person like that, then they will in all likelihood succeed. They are gritty and can work all day. The perfect kind of horse if you want to rodeo hard. So that's kind of the gist of what I found about the pros and cons of Frenchman's Guy uh, babies. And that is Frenchman's Guy for you. I don't imagine that he will be around much longer. Like I said, he will be turning 33 here in 2020. Once he passes, his progeny will take the torch of extending his line, which horses like a smooth guy have already started to do. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. And if there's another bloodline that you would like me to discuss, reach out with a suggestion. I would I would like to do a bloodline-related episode maybe every couple of months, both to inform you, but selfishly just to improve my own knowledge of the industry. So let me know if there's any particular bloodlines that uh, you're particularly interested in, and I'll see what I can come up with. All right, everyone, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and got some value out of the podcast today. If you did, I'd love if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen. Also be sure to check out A Cowgirl and Her Horse on Facebook and Instagram. You can also head over to anchor.fm to leave a voice memo. Ask a question, leave a comment, or just say hello. Lastly, be sure to check out acowgirlandherhorse.com slash deals for all sorts of exclusive offers and to get 10% off your entire order at horse.com. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's always a good day to ride.